honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podiman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, and probably others out there. Great to have you on board, and great to be back with you once again today. Thank you for joining me. As this will be the annual free agency, in this case, 2021 edition. Again, sound bites still fairly limited. And, of course, the editing software is kind of different now, so it just kind of is what it is. Not a crazy offseason, was it? But movement, definitely movement, and there's still rumors about Ben Simmons, and I've come to a conclusion, like I've waited too long now, and if Ben Simmons is acquired eventually, someday or something, that'll just be a special episode in and of itself, and that's probably only fair. A trade like that probably deserves its own separate special episode. Not, a, not anticipating this show being super long, but, it, you know, I mean, obviously I like to <laughs> I like to get into things and talk about this and that. Who knows where I'll go today. But, of course, in the 2021 NBA draft, there was no pick by the Timberwolves whatsoever. The Timberwolves did not trade into the first round. They did not trade into the second round. But we will be uh, most likely ha- having Leandro Balmero joining the Timberwolves this offseason, which is great. So I guess we'll get to him first. He's coming to the U.S. He'll be joining the Wolves. So I guess in a lot of ways, that's our draft pick in a way. He was a draft pick last year, but of course did not suit up for the Timberwolves. He played for FC Barcelona in 2021. Uh, Numbers not all that spectacular. FC Barcelona Lhasa and FC Barcelona in general, the Euro League. Numbers are usually not so good in these leagues, but uh, talk is that he can be a, a good defender, a good passer, good playmaker, this and that. Kind of a little bit of everything. He can definitely shoot a bit. Better shooter than Ricky Rubio was. Uh, career over there in the Euro Leagues. 41.2% from downtown, so we appreciate that very much. His overall shooting, though, 44 or just under 45%. That's actually not bad at all. Bring some athleticism and this and that. He plays with a lot of passion. Uh, really, he'll attack the passing lane. Uh, and really good on the break. Like, really, he, he runs the floor very well, capable of dishing to players behind him or alley-oops, but also, again, attacking the basket with reckless abandon. Uh, really love his game, actually. Uh, nice catch and shoot on his shots, but even, you know, turn turnaround, turnaround jumpers, getting close to the paint, and he's got a nice elbow shot. I mean, he, you know, his offensive game is outstanding, and he can provide a little, you know, he can, he can again, like a... Uh, get into the passing lane and force turnovers as well, block a shot here and there with that athleticism. I definitely like what he brings. It'll be a valuable piece for the Timberwolves. It sucks that he lost both of his countrymen, Ricky Rubio and Juancho Hernan Gomez, to trades. We'll talk about that momentarily, but it should be a wonderful addition to the Timberwolves. They say in the NBA he'll translate to most likely a rotation player, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm sure he'll be a rotation player when he first gets here. Obviously, he's not going to be starting right out of the gate, especially when you have guys like Beasley, Anthony Edwards, you know, uh, of course, D'Angelo Russell, 
uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, blah, blah, blah. You can go on forever. And uh, uh, Jaden McDaniels, guys like that. But those guys are likely to be in the starting lineup, at least most of them. <laughs> Beasley might be a six-man. Uh, Bar- Balmero could also become a six-man type of guy as the years go by. Obviously not sexy numbers over there, but you watch him, you look him up, you know, look him up, see his highlights, see what he can do out there. Obviously there's something there. Not a perfect player, of course. Uh, in 1920, in six games for the EuroLeague, the, the the actual Barcelona, the, the blue jerseys, 21% from the floor. So definitely not a perfect player, but there's something there. Uh, you know who he reminds me of a little bit in, in a, a modern-day version of the guy? Now, this is going way, way, way back before most of our time, most of our time, including mine. But when I watched the player, and I was actually compared to this guy out there by uh, Marcus's uncle, uh, Tommy Sr., and... I was like, who the heck is that? And then you look him up, and I'm like, oh, my God. That guy just gave me an awesome compliment. Kelly Krapuka, uh, a guy like uh, the host of In All Airness, of course, Adam Ryan, would uh, would know who that is. He had him on the show. He's a New Yorker, but he played for the Detroit Pistons in the early 80s. He played for them for them in most of the 80s, but by the later 80s, he started to break down a bit because he just played too damn hard. Remember how Larry Bird started to break down in the late 80s, early 90s? Kelly Chapuka started in the early 80s, late 70s, and early 80s mostly with Detroit, and he was freaking awesome. Uh, those those jumpers from the baseline, able to just, you know, just a really nice offensive game, played his ass off, very aggressive, offensive rebounding, rebounding in general. Uh, obviously, Kelly Chapuka, a taller player than Balmero and all that. Definitely, you know, like, so a different position, but I, I see some similarities. It's just like like a modern-day version, of course, more three-pointers, this and that, out of Balmero. Nice, smooth, crisp shot, actually, out of Balmero. So, definitely not Ricky Rubio clanging in the rim over and over and over again, which me and Marcus knew was coming when he was in, uh, still in Spain. We, we, we knew it was coming back then. Listen to the episodes back in 2011, 2010 with Ricky Rubio. We knew what was coming. We're like, oh, that's bad. Like, that was his field goal percentage all season? Uh, I still remember Marcus the Forecaster saying, that's bad. And, yeah, it, it was, like, scary a little bit. Obviously, he was famous for his wonderful passing, him being Ricky Rubio. But we had a feeling he wouldn't be a transcending talent. He'd be a valuable piece to the Timberwolves for years. And he's still, you know, obviously a lot of you treasure him and value him and all that. Transcending player? No. Absolutely not a transcending player. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just common sense. He's not Magic Johnson. He's beyond Magic Johnson, right? Just like this one goofball in high school said that Stephen Marbury was going to be beyond Magic Johnson. Yeah, I still remember that pit in my throat. Like, um, yeah, I like Marbury, but beyond Magic Johnson, pump your brakes, buddy. Come on. It's like year one, year two, I think, at the time. Beyond Magic Johnson. <laughs> beyond Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> that's a new soundbite, and that fits for what that guy said there. Uh, but no, uh, Leandro Balmero, welcome to the Timberwolves. Can't wait to see you. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Kelly Trapuka, look him up. Look him up on uh, you know YouTube and such. Man, that guy was awesome. Kelly Trapuka was awesome. Unfortunately, you just didn't get to know him as much for those of you that were fortunate enough to see the Bad Boys era. Uh, luckily, I got to see that for a bit there. But, um, you know, you get the idea. It was a mini dynasty, but obviously they were a very dangerous team for a long time. Kelly Trapuka got them going. I played with Isaiah and all them. You know, they were all there. They just weren't winning championships yet. You know, the, uh, yeah, all those other guys, those other guys, Joe Dumars and 
Ah, man, some of those names are really something else. But Minnesota also acquiring Nathan Knight. Nathan Knight, two-way contract, but looked awesome in the summer. Like, looked awesome. Nathan Knight and McKinley Wright, the fourth, the great-grandson of the original McKinley Wright, apparently. That's cool. When when it gets up to, like, the fours, the fives, and sixes, it's like, wow. Like, every generation, there's a similar name to the, to the father, the grandfather, the great-grandfather. I mean, that's cool. So McKinley Wright must have a great-grandfather with the name McKinley Wright Sr. Uh, yeah, must be a great-grandfather, right? Because, yeah, because he'd be the third if it was his grandpa. Pretty cool. McKinley Wright, obviously, former uh, standout here in in, uh, in Minnesota in the high school league, or in, in high school, pardon me, <laughs> duh. And he looked really good in the preseason as well. Really liked what we saw. So looking forward to what he can bring. He played for Colorado, born in 98. So again, even though he's like, yeah, he was like a four-year player in college. Still very young to me because that's the year I graduated high school, 98. <clears throat> Some of you might be like, yeah, yeah, Joey, you're a youngster too. No, I'm not. I'm 42. <laughs> McKinley Wright, uh, excuse me, that's the same guy. October 25th, he was born on the same day that Flip died. Ouch. October 25th, 2015. Hmm. Nathan Knight has played in the National Basketball Association already, averaging about four points and two and a half rebounds a game. Really liked what we saw in the summer league. They played for the Atlanta Hawks just this past year, 33 games, and was solid. He played in the postseason as well, six games, but of course barely got in the barely got in there, averaging about two minutes a game and in the regular season, about eight and a half. Again, about four points, two rebounds. He can make his free throws. He can, uh, no, he can't really shoot from three. Not really good field goal percentage in the NBA, but again, looks promising. Brings a little bit of everything. Solid defense, aggressive offensively. Nathan Knight, hopefully he makes the team. Hopefully he does. Uh, he looked really good. He looked like Mr. Uh, Vegas. You know, there's Mr. Mankato for the uh, the Vikings. Even though they don't play in Mankato anymore, we still use that. But like, yeah, he might be Mr. Vegas, Mr. Summerlee. Looked really good out there. Timberwolves then traded for, well, they traded Jared Culver away. Jared Culver, they kept talking about, oh, well, maybe we can get something for Jared Culver, move into the draft, get a late, uh, get an early second-round pick or something with the sixth overall pick in the draft just two years ago. Second-round pick for the, yeah, yeah, and we couldn't even do that. Uh, Wancho, Hernan Gomez, who was pissed off at us, definitely that relationship had soured in a big way. Traded to Memphis, traded to Memphis um, for Patrick Beverly, who had recently been traded from the Los Angeles Clippers to the Memphis Grizzlies. Patrick Beverly coming to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Patrick Beverly coming to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm jumping ahead. Damn it, anyway, I'll come back to that in a second. I apologize. Ricky Ricardo Rubio heading to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ricky Rubio heading to the Cleveland Cavaliers, clearing a little bit of cap space, a little bit cheaper here with Torian Prince. And, of course, Rubio is signed through next season. So, Torian Prince, it's a contract year, that type of thing. That's a, you know, expiring, as my Marcus forecaster would say. Torian Prince, a bit of a veteran in the league. Not as old as Rubio, of course, was the 12th pick in the 2016 draft. He's actually a lot younger. But, um, again, still a fairly high salary to be able to match, uh, match enough, get close enough to make the deal. Played for Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn and Cleveland most recently. Atlanta for an extended period of time. Averaged 14 points a game in 17-18. He's got a nice catch-and-shoot game. Very nice catch-and-shoot game. Extremely good on the corners. Like, we're talking awesome numbers on the corners. Like, about 50% on the corner threes for Torian Prince. That's a nice thing. Corner catch-and-shoot threes. So, definitely brings some value. Brings a little bit of defense. Hey, yep, and a lot of people would say right away he's not as good as Rubio. But, you know, uh, still a... 
a need, kind of a kind of a three and D type of guy. He's not a spectacular defender, but he's decent. He did average six rebounds a game for Brooklyn in 1920, so that's not bad. An improving Brooklyn team at the time, and of course uh, capable of making 40% of his threes. But for his career, in 301 games so far, 37%. Uh, a couple of postseason games with Atlanta that was in 16-17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting confused because of Nathan Knight. <laughs> That's funny. Nathan Knight played six postseason games with Atlanta this year. <laughs> this guy obviously definitely going to have a more significant role. We'll be in the rotation, obviously. Uh, Nathan Knight will see. He'll probably end up not playing a whole lot, unfortunately, but you never know. Uh, Ed Davis will not be back with the Wolves, so he might replace Ed Davis, him being Nathan Knight. Torian Prince, of course, a bit of a small forward. That's 6'7", 220. Yeah, I, he's a wing. He's a small forward from San Marcos, Texas, March 22nd, 1994, the good old days when I was, uh, yeah, okay, leave that alone. Who cares, right? <laughs> my, my old days, right? <laughs> but a very capable corner three uh, guy, man, 6 of 8 against the Charlotte Hornets on April 14th. Wow, 6 of 8 from downtown, 25-point game on April the 14th. Again, Charlotte, not a great team, but still, obviously, got a good game. And he played for Baylor, who won the most recent national championship. Of course, he wasn't there when it happened, but obviously stayed in Texas until getting to the National Basketball Association. Sorry if I'm mumbling a little bit here, as I try not to cough to death as well. But obviously wonderful, uh, well, not wonderful, but a solid addition to the Timberwolves. And it's like a, you know, it's like a trial and error type of thing. It's like a, you know, a one-year trial, tryout type of thing. We'll see if he earns an extension or whatever expiring contract may uh, create some cap space as the, <clears throat> as the, uh, as we head into next offseason, of course, again. So we'll have to wait and see how things go there. We'll see if the Wolves acquire Ben Simmons again. Uh, that would be, of course... And next, uh, that, that would be a show in and of itself, of course. Sucks that it's going to be kind of a short one this year, but it kind of is what it is. But Torian Prince should definitely bring some value for the Timberwolves, of course, again. We've struggled from the three-point range for forever. I don't want to shoot nine billion threes, but when you listen to Chris Finch talking about, yeah, like common sense type shots, you just hear common sense, like high percentage shots, not just shooting threes to shoot threes, which I think the Warriors do, but they get so damn, they got so damn good at it, they keep doing it anyway. Which is annoying to watch. I like, I like high percentage, intelligent play. Obviously, you know, like Curry got so damn good at threes, he can just fling the ball up basically and hit it, which is annoying to watch, in my opinion. And plus, his behavior after he makes the shot is what actually gets to me more than anything. Makes my it brings my piss to a boil. But I'll digress back to where I need to be. Again, love listening to Chris Finch. He was at the State Fair and uh, you know had conversations with Doogie Wolfson, conversation with Paul Allen on KFAN. Awesome. That guy, you know, you just listen to him and I, I just love him. I love I love Chris Finch. <laughs> I haven't felt this way about a Timberwolves coach since, I don't know if I really ever have, probably since Flip's first uh, go around with the Wolves back when I really, you know, I really liked him and he was a huge breath of fresh air compared to what had happened before. Obviously back in those, uh, the early days of the Timberwolves, the really lean years when we were light years away from making the playoffs. Obviously, that sounds familiar. But, uh, yeah, back in the Leitner and Ryder days. Oof. And uh, the locker room wasn't good then. Um, and then you bring in Flip Saunders, and things were just different. You know, things were just different. And I feel that way about uh, Chris Finch. I really enjoy what Chris Finch has to say. So I, I hope it works out. I really do. I have a good feeling, a really damn good feeling about Chris Finch. 
Uh, some people might compare him to old Coach Pringles. I'm, I'm afraid of that. I hope he even said that Coach Pringles was a really good coach. So, yeah, D'Antoni. He said D'Antoni. He didn't say Coach Pringles. So we'll see what happens there. Let's get to Pat Beverly, acquired from the Memphis Grizzlies for Juancho, Hernan Gomez, and Jared Culver. A lot of people believe this is a fantastic trade. Other people frustrated, like you just threw away a sixth overall pick, you know, player after just two years to bring in a 33-year-old. Well, here's another guy who can hit corner threes plays really uh, aggressive defense. He should be a valuable piece to the Wolves. It sucks that he's getting older. It sucks that he's injury prone. But he brings some of that big city Chicago meanness to the Timberwolves. He, if it was a hockey game, they would have called it a cross-check and a game misconduct. It wouldn't have just been a cross-check. It would have been game misconduct. Uh, what Patrick Beverly did to uh, Chris Paul when the Clippers were already done. Kind of, you know, not as bad, but in a way we can kind of semi-compare it to what Rodman shoved Scotty Pippen really hard when the Pistons knew they were whooped, they were swept in the, in the, the spring of 91 when uh, Michael and the Bulls finally were able to push through those evil Pistons, right? Those evil Pistons and kept moving forward. Patrick Beverly is another guy who's proof that second round picks can be freaking awesome sometimes. Obviously Draymond Green hate him with a passion, but still great player for the Golden State Warriors for many years and might even have a crack at the Hall of Fame. You know, kind of a modern day Rodman. Not as good Definitely not as mentally tough. Definitely not as mentally tough. Just let me tell you. I could do a whole show about mentally tough players in different times compared to now. But I'll leave that alone. Again, second round pick, 12th overall in the second round. Not 12th overall by the LA Lakers. Never played for them. Went up with Houston for years. And uh, uh, definitely carved out his niche. And unfortunately injured multiple players at times as well. So he's a little bit of a... If you're a hockey fan, a little bit like, kind of like uh, Matt Cook in the NHL, a little bit like that guy, valuable piece, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of naughty, kind of naughty. Uh, man, he played with the Clippers for a while, didn't he? 17-18, uh, that was when we had Jimmy Butler for the first go-round and made the playoffs, and blah, 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 but unfortunately the Clippers never were able to get as far as they would have liked with all those expectations with Chris Paul. And so far, one year with uh, Kawhi Leonard, Awesome player, obviously. Patrick Beverly, though, obviously, you know, he can really rebound for a point guard. Jeez, he can rebound five, six, seven rebounds a game at times. Uh, He averaged eight rebounds a game for the Clippers a few years ago in the playoffs. That's crazy. That's sick for a point guard. Uh, You know, assist numbers aren't spectacular, but he plays a role. He's definitely a, a point guard, but, you know, he's not just out there trying to be like John Stockton or something like that, or Ricky Rubio, somebody like that, looking to get a ton of assists. But uh, again, wonderful. Another guy who can hit those corner threes, very valuable three-point shooter, about 40% for most of his career, dropped a bit at times, but still about 40% last year in the regular season. Again, the number one problem with Mr. Beverly is he can't stay healthy at times, kind of like Jimmy Butler. He did have 78, he did play 78 games, pardon me, in 18-19 before all the COVID BS started to take over. Uh, played 51 games in the COVID-shortened season and played all the postseason games with the Clippers in that COVID-shortened season. And then this year, another COVID-shortened season, only 37 games when it was like, what, 72. So that's about half. So he's missed a lot of time throughout his career. 41 games as a rookie, 56 games the next year, 56 games the next year, 71, 67. 67, just making sure that he didn't get traded along. No, of course he didn't. Um, Gosh, he only played 11 games for the Clippers in 17-18. Only 11 games. Jeez, stay healthy, man. 
please stay healthy. That would be great. 11 games. So that's the one thing. Uh, obviously, he plays a rough game and he hurts himself or gets hurt, this and that. Uh, but he's a good, solid addition. He could bring some of that uh, attitude in the locker room. Unfortunately, like Jimmy Butler, there's something missing. Something missing. You see the ring finger right there the, on the on the right hand. We want to, we don't want to go on the left hand because you know that's for marriage and stuff. The ring finger's empty, you know. So unfortunately, no championships, just like Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler could not come in there and say I've won titles, this and that, and that didn't help. I think Patrick Beverly should be a little bit better though about things. I don't think he's going to come in here and act like an ass. That's the good part. Uh, he seems to be very pumped about coming here, and why not? Why not? You get Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, uh, Jade McDaniels, guys like that. Why not be? Why not feel good? Why not feel good about joining the Timberwolves? So there's definitely opportunity to uh, to win some games here, and I don't think the Timberwolves are going to suck next year. I don't think so. If they stay healthy, if they don't stay healthy, then well, here we go again, as Ronald Reagan would say, or there you go again. So don't there you go again, Patrick. Don't be like Jimmy Carter. Be like Reagan. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do that. But uh, stay healthy, please, if you could. Obviously, that's way back in the day, what I just said. That was like 1980. But, uh, yeah, still. <laughs> Patrick Beverly, go out there and kick some butt. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And, again, brings he brings that outside shot, an ability to hit the outside shot at a, at a wonderful percentage. Same with uh, Torian Prince and bring some of that defense as well. That's a much-needed thing. Uh, Chris Finch said we, we want to at least get the defense up to, you know, m- middle of the pack, which is better than awful, you know. Uh, that's fine. You know, you get it to middle of the pack and have a good, solid, ha- have a really good offense, that kind of thing. So that that's how it is. He's an offensive coach, but as long as the defense gets decent instead of just sucky forever, uh, and then you hear, like, Coach Pringles famously saying, we need to get some stops. Which is like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's like me going outside and saying, we need the rain to stop, you know, and, and nothing's happening. It's, it, I can't make the rain stop, you know, and obviously with his poor coaching, he wasn't going to get some stops either. Uh, his poor defensive coaching, him being Coach Pringles, Mr. Uh, Dan Tony. So as long as uh, Chris Finch is balanced, obviously maybe favoring offense a bit, but generally balanced, I think he is going to be a hell of a coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves for many years. If he's one-sided, he won't last forever. That's for damn sure. Obviously, one-sided with uh, Dwayne Casey, defense only, offense sucked, this and that. Uh, Randy Webman, it seemed like both sucked, but I'd say he was more offensive than defensive, and he just wasn't that good. McHale, kind of a common-sense, solid two-way coach, I guess, but he didn't stay a coach here very long because David Kahn decided to do what he wanted to do. And, yeah, well, obviously it's a tough situation when you're, coach, your current coach, was the former general manager who brought in everybody, former vice president of basketball, so to speak, who brought in everybody that you're going to trade away. That would be an awkward situation as well. Kind of like Chuck Fletcher uh, of the Minnesota Wild not wanting to trade away all of his guys when uh, Bill Guerin came in. That wouldn't have worked. Or uh, the other guy, Paul Fenton, the crazy guy as well. Um, It's stuff like that. So it would have probably been too awkward. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work real well. So not surprising that didn't work, <laughs> that uh, David Kahn didn't keep Mikhail around. That was He, he should have just moved on right away, uh, common sense, unless there was some kind of like a major understanding between the two and they really liked each other. But uh, David Kahn and Mikhail liking each other, yeah, right. 
<laughs> not going to happen. Uh, Off-season kind of is what it is. It's nothing super exciting, but it's yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of material, a little bit of stuff to talk about this and that. So let's get to fan interaction. We're going to do this as a one sh- uh, segment shot. Might as well. At TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. At TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. Please give it a follow. It's still lonely and stupid, obviously, because it's a brand new account that I had to start over the past year here uh, because Wolves Explosion was suspended by Twitter because I dared to not agree one million percent with everything the NBA does, and it never came back. So sorry so much that I offended the whole planet, I guess, by not agreeing. That's basically all I did. I didn't call anybody names. I didn't curse at anyone. I didn't do any personal attacks. I, I know that, you know, across my heart, hope to die, that kind of thing. I didn't make any personal attacks. I just said I don't agree, basically. And I'm still, so that account's gone, unfortunately, unless it'll pop back up. Maybe it has popped back up, and I didn't know. But uh, please follow at TWolvesEX, since uh, they still don't give us a whole lot of space for the uh, handle, so to speak. And I, yeah, let's move on. Most recent show, State of the Timberwolves 2021, recorded in mid to late July was retweeted very kindly by Tanae Brown, uh, Levi Brown, and Vince Germano. Tanae and Levi are from New Zealand. Vince Germano from Australia. Thank you guys so much for the retweets and the likes. Nick Kimis, yep, also felt, uh, yep, I was saying, I hope, uh, I was saying, I, I hope Monty Williams gets a ring ASAP, and Nick Kimis liked it. Uh, Nick Kimis is saying, going to tap in today to the episode. Nick Kimis also from Aussie. He said, great episode. Got me through work today. P.S. Loved your attempt at saying, Antekumpo, <laughs> mate, you gotta, you've got to pronounce his first name properly before attempting his last name. Giannis. 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 I did it right, didn't I? Giannis Ant. He's, he's, he's the real, you know, he's the original Ant. You know, there's Anthony Edwards, and he can't vibe with you unless you call him Ant. So he's like the original ant. You just say Giannis ant, uh, Giannis ant, pardon me. And then there's just ant, you know, like the 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 where it's just ant by himself or ant Edwards, and Giannis ant. Okay, sorry, I'm losing it. Thankfully, got a couple of followers along the way. Appreciate you guys that followed. Just in case you're listening, maybe you're just following and couldn't care less about the show. But one way or another, appreciate you following. In just in case, sorry, I'm babbling again. Like a goofball, I'm getting a lot of tweets from people. There we go. All right, random hoops. This would be our buddy, Reese Pedretti, I do believe. It's got to be, I'm pretty sure it's Reese Pedretti, like a, a separate account here, showing one of the coolest, most fun eras of Timberwolves basketball of all time. Chris Carr getting flying high and rocking the rim, like uh, Kevin Harlan would say back in the day against the Hawks, of all people. He climbed Mount Matumbo and made a spectacular dunk on him. Chris Carr could really dunk. He could shoot a little bit. His defense was as bad as I've ever seen. And he was mentally a wuss. Charles Barkley just said, you ain't going to make those free throws. And then he missed both of them. He was a former teammate of Chris Carr. Chuck Barkley, yeah, Charles Barkley is a bully. He's an asshole and everything, especially when he played. But you'd think that would actually make it more likely you're going to make those free throws. Like, F you, dude. I don't give a crap what you say. And then... And then he missed both of them, and we lost the game. Barkley laughed his ass off. Then you get the other one. This is the one I liked more. But obviously still great play by uh, uh, Mr. Chris Carr, as I keep babbling. Tom Gugliotta takes away the passing lane. Detroit Pistons, back when they still had the classic uniforms, they didn't have to, like, remake them. They still were... Oh, no. 
I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, they brought them back because I know that Grant Hill era, the early Grant Hill era, they had those awful turquoise uniforms. Awful. Detroit's Detroit with that red and white, man. So keep those coming. Uh, Gugliotta took away the passing lane. Alley-oop to Kevin Garnett down the, down the floor. <sighs> Remember all those alley-oops from Googs to KG, as they called it? Oh, my God. It was so awesome. So awesome. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this with me, buddy. Really appreciate you, Reese Pedretti, also out of Aussie. Thank you. I, I believe it's Brisbane, Australia, correct? So, I just love you guys. Uh, scroll upward, blah, blah, blah. I think we're about done. Yes, we are. That would that will conclude the Twitter version of Fan Interaction. I'm guessing there's a little bit more going on. The Facebook page, yeah, and I had some comments as well. There we go. So, again, that show was recorded, or was released on July 22nd. No comments, but likes. Thank you for the likes, at least. Nicholas Simon, there he is on, on, he's also from Aussie, on Facebook. I believe that's Nick Timas. Yeah, yep, it says in the up the Pennsylvania, but he's not from Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's from Aussie. The USA Olympic basketball team is not going to win the gold. You heard it your first. They're not serious enough. Yeah, they were frustrating the hell out of me, and then they did. They won, but cause, thanks to Kevin Durant, because he's the real MVP. And he is, actually. We can make fun of what he said a little bit. It was cute and everything, what he said to his mother. But, uh, yeah, he was the real MVP this past year if he uh, played enough. Man, and he almost won a championship for Brooklyn if he would have not had his foot on the line. Nick Timas, sorry I'm babbling too much, says totally. And the team is so poorly assembled. Such a poor understanding of the FIBA game. They have no size. You can't do that in international ball without some real problems. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the Timberwolves as well. Like, you know. If you don't have any size, what are you doing out there? Size matters. Like it or not, size matters. <clears throat> I know some people will do a that's what she said joke there, but size does matter in the NBA. Luke Longley broke his silence on being left out of the last dance, and yes, a lot of people took it as he was whining. Yep, that's what they're saying on the Courtside Podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much what I saw as well. Just kind of, he's, he's just not a happy person. Uh, he hated us. He hated it here. It's too, it's too cold and all that, and the team sucked, and the locker room was a joke, and I don't know. And then on the Bulls, he just wasn't as happy either. I mean, you won three championships for Pete's sake, as uh, Vince Germano might say. Get stuffed, or something like, shut up, you know, shut up. <laughs> you won three championships for for for, Christ, uh, for bleep's sake, you know. Shut up, you know, he might say. I could imagine Vince Germano saying that, and he kind of basically did. Yeah, you won three chips, you know, and... Yeah, it, he's just not a happy person, I guess. Um, it is what it is. Not all of us are. Sometimes I come off as I'm not happy. But, well, work in production long enough. You won't be very happy. Let's keep going. I was saying this is uh, when the uh, Los Angeles Lakers acquired Carmelo Anthony and, of course, uh, Russell Westbrook to go with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who couldn't stay healthy at all. And a couple of years ago, LeBron had the groin injury. They won one championship. I think that's it. And I'm trying not to be a jerk about it. I just think that's it. I said, this isn't going to end well. Sorry to say, Nets 2.0. At least last year's Nets. They'll get to the second round. They'll be dangerous, and they won't win. That's just the way I'm looking at it. Vince Romano did not respond there. He did somewhere. I think it was on their page, on the, the courtside page. Obviously, the best basketball show there is, the courtside page. The Athletic exclusive, A-Rod and Lori on how the Wolves' purchase came together and their plans for Minnesota. Pretty nice article, this and that. There was another Q&A personally with uh, Mark Laurie. 
where he was just kind of doing a little bit of corporate talk. Some people might think, that oh, is really nice. You know, some of the stuff he said was nice. But some of it was just like, you know, years ago, when Subpenny Radio, the host of Subpenny Radio, the guy's name was Simon, no last name was Kevin, and CEOs of penny stocks, you know, that are just, you know, it's a company that doesn't have anything going, like no, nobody had really heard of other than the little penny stock. You're trying to make a quick, you know, quick, like a, a, a quick uh, stash of money off of a penny stock. Like it goes from a penny to a dollar. Like, damn, that's that's a huge gain, right? 10,000% gain or whatever. Uh, you'll be dancing on the clouds um, with something like that. But um, they'll say things like, this company is going to be big. We're going to do, we're going to have all the right attitude. We're going to bring things together. And uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we have a plan. We have a plan to really make this company one of the most special companies in the world. And and then he would respond with, yeah, okay, whatever. And? And and the, the because there was no plan laid out. They would just say, uh, yeah, we're going to do this. And of course, you know what happened every time? Nothing. Every single time, nothing happened. Every time a uh, CEO of those little penny stocks would release a press release like that, the stock would go down. Like, well, it was positive. Why didn't it go up? Because he didn't. Off, because he didn't offer a god. You know, you get the idea. He didn't offer a damn thing in the press release of substance. Uh, I hope Mark Glory has a little more to offer. Long term, he probably does, but it is kind of the same corporate speak we've been hearing for many years. Uh, Dan Barrero said the same thing. He was he was irritated actually by it. Um, that it sounded he's coming off kind of like a penny stock CEO, where there's really nothing there, but you're just saying like me, Tim Rules Explosion is going to be the best Tim Rules podcast in the world because I have a plan to get it there, and then the person would say yes and. And question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then that's it. Great press release. It's going to be the best podcast ever. It was kind of like that, kind of like that. Not as bad. Now, I have nothing against Mark Laurie. I say, go get him. I hope you're the best owner in franchise history, which, again, wouldn't take much to get there. But uh, let's say he's one of the best owners in all uh, the history of the NBA. I, I hope he is. Him, him and A-Rod. I hope they're just awesome. And they might end up being like like a bomber. They might end up being like bomber with the Clippers, who has transformed that franchise in a big way. I don't like the uniforms that much, <clears throat> bomber. I don't like the uniforms, balmy. But uh, you've done a good job, obviously. Uh, he paid two point five billion dollars for that franchise, but it is the city of Los Angeles, so a little bit easier to make money in Los Angeles than it is in uh, well Target Center, which isn't doing so hot. Obviously, it's really old and it's not built correctly. Uh, the lower bowl is smaller than the upper bowl, which is not smart. It's just not smart. You know, you make more money with the lower bowl seats, unfortunately. Wish it wasn't that way, but it is. <laughs> and again, I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing Mark Laurie. It's just still, that corporate speak doesn't do anything for anybody. It just doesn't. It just, it, it might get the average, you know, blue shades, blue and green shades, or whatever colors you want to add with the walls. Uh, uh, shades, Timberwolves shades fan, excited but for some of us that have been around a little longer and we maybe know a little teeny bit about business, a little bit about business maybe not as much as Mark Laurie obviously, (laughs) obviously not you listen to that and you're like okay, but that's that's not much that doesn't offer much So, and we've heard a lot of the same stuff over the years with the Timberwolves in the past you know, so, I don't know, I'm just being honest okay, 
just being honest. So, I mean, when Barrero kind of went on his little mini rant on it, I was like, yeah, you know, he's right. <laughs> he's, he's right. He's right. So let's keep going. Timberwolves acquire Beverly from Grizzlies, of course. Tanae Brown says, got rid of Culver, which is great in my eyes. Can't disagree with you there, Mr. Tanae. Thank you very, very much for that. And I guess that's it, unfortunately. Dang, that is it. Um, I don't think there was any visitor posts because I didn't see any... Uh, I didn't see any uh, notifications about that. Maybe I'll go over here, and it's blank. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. Or thanks. To, oh, it's over there. How stupid of me. It's mostly likes. And then the comment by this. Comment, yeah, so that's that's it. I'll click on this one. This might be a different one. Okay. Uh, nope, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, no calls or anything. Love today's call on the last show, though. That was friggin' awesome. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Thank you so much, Tanae. You are a gold star member of this uh, of this show. Can't thank you enough. Vince Germano, love you so much. Nicholas Simon, love you. Uh, can't wait to hear more and more from Stu Benson and, uh, of course, our dear friend Wayne Hunt, host of the Courtside Podcast. Vince Germano and Stu Benson, you are the main hosts of that show. You guys do a fantastic job. Absolutely awesome job. Highly consider looking that up on any of those applications I mentioned and probably even Audacity. I would be surprised if there are... It's not Audacity. It's a different name. Audacity's, uh, <laughs> Audacity's an editing application, which I actually use myself. A lot of us podcasters use it. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, look that thing up. Just look it up and listen. CRTSDE is a quick way to look it up on Facebook or Twitter. And then kind of go from there. But obviously you can get it on all those apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, blah bitty, blah bitty, blah. Pretty sure they're on Podbean still as well. With that said, maybe I'm too far away from the mic. I hope I'm not too quiet. It seems like I always am. Um, but uh, please do uh, recommend the show to your friends out there. It would be greatly appreciated. Share, retweet, all that good stuff. Tell a friend about the show. Please write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Aud uh, Audible. Those are the three applications you can actually write a review for the show, and I'd appreciate it so freaking much. I really would. Uh, it's been a little while. Also, would love to hear your voice on the show. Some of you that haven't done it yet, or maybe you're you're kind of on the fence about it. It's a audio submission is the way we go about things. Simply open any free voice recording application you may have on your smart device. Uh, open it. Press record. Talk. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. Save it. Well, you don't even have to save it, but I believe you'd want to. Share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zomzar.com. Really appreciate what they do, so I give them a free plug for that reason in a big way. Really appreciate that. Yep, i got to give a plug here for something else, as you guys probably recognize. <laughs> but um, they're kind enough to give me that free service, so I'm going to give them a free plug. Of course, again, if you need to convert a much larger file, you can join on. You can subscribe on there for a small fee when it comes to Zomzar. But, of course, Vigit is the main affiliate for this episode and for the other podcasts I do. Purple Mafia, brand new show, season preview. Check it out if you like Minnesota Vikings football or just like the NFL or something or you just want to hear more of my work, blah, blah, blah. Check it out. Check it out. Purple Mafia. Purple Mafia. Minnesota Vikings show. Or Brave the Wild if you want to listen to some hockey conversation as well. Brave the Wild. So Vigit, V-I-G space I-T. So it's two different words. V-I-G-I-T. Um, 
social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Viget Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who is the best sports better. Or excuse me, yeah, who the sports better is over the course of a month. Free to play sports book. Bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There is great information available on the Viget Like Line movement where the public is betting. So you can kind of use it as a cheat sheet if you are betting real money as well. Or, of course, it's a cheat sheet for doing this as well. It's like fantasy betting. You're using play money. You are not using real money. You are not wagering real money. But uh, it's like fantasy betting, and it's a lot of fun. Really highly recommended. We're getting into football season, of course. And now we're back to the good old days where you get hockey and some, uh, you get, excuse me, you get football training camp in August and now starting up as it's September here, September the 6th as I'm recording this, and I'm going to publish it in like a moment, basically. Uh, so, because <laughs> there's not really much editing for this one. Um, yes. NFL football, September. <laughs> I just love it. Training camp for hockey, September. Uh, regular season, October. Training camp, uh, early October for the NBA. And a regular season NBA late October. Isn't that fun? Isn't that cool? So this, this Viget app is going to be busy. Do enjoy it. Do have some fun. And when you do join it, please, when they ask for a referral, put in Paladino Live. P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O-L-I-V-E. One word. It'll be in the show description, just like the email address, Twitter account, Facebook page, and blah 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 Thank you again, all of you guys and gals, gals and guys, just in case there's a couple of females out there listening. I believe uh, Trish Posterino is, uh, yeah, hopefully she's still listening. Uh, man, I, I, I hope to hear from you again. The, the posterinos really missed you. It's been a long time. Hope I didn't annoy you or something and scare you away. Maybe I'm too negative or other reasons. I hope not. Really appreciate you very much. Um, God bless all of you. We'll talk to you soon. Go Timberwolves. Can't wait for training camp. <laughs>